Aloha and welcome to my brand new podcast called Finding Focus After 50. I'm Kathleen Danforth and I'm here to talk story with you, help you get answers to questions, and help you find focus in this new phase of life. Who this is for? I created this podcast to talk to people over 50, but hey, early birds are more than welcome to listen in. So it's for people over 50 who are entering a new chapter and asking themselves, who the heck am I now? Where am I going and how do I get there? It's for people who are looking for good vibes, some positive energy and thought-provoking ideas and information. So how did I get started with all of this? When I retired from the military many years ago, I had to pause and take stock of who I was and what I wanted to do next. I had already started a successful career as a professional photographer, but I kept feeling there was something more I could be doing. So in trying to learn more about myself, I took a lot of personal development courses and business courses and really started teaching and training others. I am a people watcher. In fact, I've always wanted to be a photojournalist because I have that photo background and then also I, I love writing. So I've always loved looking at, photographing and writing about these little vignettes of life that I just happen to see all the time. I learned that to get the best view and to get the best story about what was happening with these little vignettes, I sometimes had to change my viewing angle. And when I did that, it opened up a whole new world of possibilities and interesting stories for me. So that's what today's podcast is really going to be all about. It's going to be learning to look at life from a different angle so that you can change your thoughts and actions and start moving forward in a new, different, and maybe even fun, exciting direction. I'm going to be giving you some examples, tell you a story, or maybe a few stories, and then at the end, I'm going to challenge you to do some fun homework, or just consider it an exercise. One of the first ways that I really started learning about this thought process of finding a new angle to look at things was I was a fairly new photographer, and I was photographing this beautiful sunset on the beach. I live here in Hawaii. We get magnificent sunsets all the time. And here I was out on this deserted beach. The colors were glowing. The sun was going down, and I was shooting away. But then something whispered to me. It said, turn around, turn around, turn around. I did. And what I saw pretty much just took my breath away. The sun was kind of shining off the clouds behind me. And even the clouds were, the white puffy clouds were taking on these magnificent colors of gold and purple. The sky was turning this purpley blue and just deep, rich colors. And the palm trees were just kind of blowing so gently in the breeze against this beautiful backdrop. And I started photographing that way. And I got some of the most amazing shots just from turning around and looking at things from a different angle. So that lesson of learning to look around and take in everything that was around me really was the framework for everything that I know and teach and have learned to this point. And it's what I like to share with people today. So my whole premise is that if you want a new view, you want a new life, you want to start things differently, you have to learn to look at things from a different angle. You have to train yourself to physically move and shift. You have to learn to look at life differently. I was recently watching a clip from Steve Harvey, where an audience member during a commercial break was sitting next to him and asking him, 
Steve, how do you stay motivated when you're looking for a new job? This gentleman had just recently been laid off and he was looking for employment, but he was constantly being told you're overqualified or you're underqualified for what this job that you want that would give you the pay that you want, but you're really not qualified for it. And he was getting very, very discouraged. So Steve Harvey, instead of answering his question about how do you stay motivated and not continue to be discouraged with all of the rejections, Steve asked him to really just look at this layoff for what it is. He said, it's time for you to go. You no longer need to be in that place. You've got to move to something better, something more aligned with who you are. You know, this is the universe's way of telling you, son, you're looking at things from the wrong angle. <laughs> in other words, you've got to shift your view. We're going to talk more about that kind of thing in, in future episodes. But what Steve really did for this gentleman was to get him to stop looking at things from the same angle. He was even trying to find the same types of jobs that he had just been let go from. Steve said, you've got to stop looking at the negative and start looking at the positives, start focusing on something different. So what Steve got him to do was really shift his viewpoint and quit looking at the layoff as a bad thing that had happened to him. Steve said, you got let go and this is a gift. And this gift is going to put you on a different course for your life and it's going to give you something new and powerful and wonderful that's really going to embody who you are. And I thought that message from Steve Harvey to this gentleman was such a powerful message. And it's really saying that if you're stuck, if you're trying to overcome obstacles, you've got to consider that those obstacles are there to help you find a different angle and move forward. I'll tell you another little story. When I was diagnosed with cancer several years ago, and, you know, that's obviously nothing to sneeze at. And, and I commiserate with anybody who gets that diagnosis. You know how gut-wrenching that can be. But the best thing that happened to me about that, when I first got the words in the phone call, I turned to a coworker. I, I got the call while I was at work. I turned to a coworker and I said, oh, my gosh, I was just diagnosed with cancer. And she really helped me shape my perspective by telling me this. And I'm sure that what she said fed into me really having a much quicker experience with cancer, and it really helped shape me into having a, a much quicker and healthier recovery. So when I said, look, I just found out that I've got cancer, and she said, aren't we lucky to live in a time when we have the technology to diagnose what's wrong and work on a wellness plan? And I thought, oh my gosh, instead of her just sitting here and boohooing with me, I was crying ugly. She was just taking me by the shoulders and shifting me around and said, let's look at this differently. And those words really stuck in my mind and said, let's look at the gift in this. And I know from that point forward, my whole attitude towards this cancer experience was going to be okay. And I knew that I was going to be all right. And in fact, here I am eight years later, and I am perfectly fine. I'm, I'm happy to say that I'm cancer free and doing extremely well and living life to the fullest. So finding focused is really first learning to look at life from a new angle. You know, I'm again, as a photographer, it's all about learning to look at new angles, learning about shifting the lighting and changing the focus. So this is what you have to do if you want to have a different life. You've got to train yourself to see, do 
and think about things differently. And so as I was trying to come up with the best way to get this point across to not just you here on this podcast that are listening to this, but to others who just might be trying to find a different way for their lives to be. I thought this one experience kept coming up to me and I thought, okay, I go with what my intuition tells me to do. And so this is the story that I want to share for you. And it might seem kind of odd in the context of things, but it's really impactful in the way that I have to share with you what this does. And I hope you might even just be able to take some fun tips as we walk away from this. But it's really about the experience of dating after 50. I actually wrote about this and I um, called the episode called the blog article, you know, dating after 50 Home Depot hookups. But it's really about learning to look at life from a different angle. So what I did a few years ago, I really felt like I was doing something bold. You know, I started dating again. I never imagined myself in this place, but here I was in the second half of my life looking for a date. I went and decided to just kind of dip my toes in the water. I actually went on one of those online sites and discovered a whole new world. And I thought I'd share this experience for anybody who might be contemplating such a move, or for those of you who are happily with a partner or have decided that you're happily single, I'm going to share this experience and maybe you'll take a listen because it's from an insider's view and you can say, oh my goodness, thank goodness I don't have to go through that again. Or for those of you who are going along this same path, you can take some new notes and um, have a little fun with this. So first of all, what I want to tell you is have fun with this new dating experience. By the time we've reached the age of 50 or beyond, we've had this whole bucket full of serious life experiences. And hopefully, you know, those are behind us. Or if you're going through them, still learn to just know that you're going to get through them just fine. Many of us are single because we've experienced the death of a spouse. That was my case. Or divorce. We've ended and begun new careers by this time in our lives. Our kids have grown and they've left the house. So we're empty nesters. And we've even changed careers maybe a couple of times or maybe let go of, of a job. So we're in a whole new realm. But this can be an exciting time. So I encourage you to approach it that way. Dating doesn't have to be a serious, fearful experience. Just let go, color outside the lines and have fun. So online dating, I mentioned that I tried that. You know, there's lots of interesting stories I can say about that. We'll save that for another time. Although it's worked for so many, some or many of you, just know that there are other options. Forget about going to a bar. I, I don't drink. So going to a bar to try to meet people, even though, yes, I know you can just get seltzer water. For those of us over 50, I want to know, let you know there are some far more interesting options to meet people than being a barfly. First of all, at grocery stores, know that there's more than produce that's being picked up. And it wasn't until it happened to me on three different occasions that I realized there was more happening at Safeway than people picking up items for their evening meal. At the checkout counter, there was a cute guy behind me and he commented on my shrimp, cream, pasta, and veggies. And he said, so what are you making for dinner? And that led to a quick conversation with him saying, you know, I'd really love to have your recipe. And here I was, I was too impressed thinking that here was the guy who can cook instead of realizing he was hinting for my phone number. Duh. But another place where it's really happening is Home Depot. 
This is absolutely the most fun place I've found to look for a potential date on a Saturday night. My first flirting experience at Home Depot, and believe me, I was not trying to flirt, but my first flirting experience to Home Depot happened to be totally by accident. I am a naturally friendly and outgoing person, and I just tend to say hi to everybody. And I was pushing my cart through a center aisle, you know, where they have all the big displays and everything. And I looked over to say hi to a guy, and then I crashed my cart right into the display. Oh, yeah. Everybody's looking. And I'm sure he thought I was hot for him because I then kept seeing him following me throughout the store. And then he followed me to the checkout. So no, a hookup didn't happen. But that experience made me a lot more aware of the fun potential on our Saturday night at Home Depot. So think about it. Home Depot has the most wonderful lounge areas. It's the patio section. You can take a seat. There's plenty of comfortable seating and just sit back and relax and you'll wish they offered cocktail service. Put your feet up, do some people watching and it's fun. And if you happen to meet someone interesting, you can always say, let's take a romantic stroll through the garden center or go check out interesting gadgets such as light up toilet seats. I kid you not. I was telling one of my friends about my experience at Home Depot and what possibilities there were and and just really kind of joking with her about it. And she turned to me and she goes, Oh my gosh. She says, yeah, this really is true. She says, I swear by home Depot. It's the ultimate place for 50 plus age women to hang out. And she went on to tell me that she knows the hours when the contractors show up and when the motorcycle guys are going to cruise through. And she said that if she finds someone attractive, she pretends to need more than one bag of mulch and asks if a guy can help her put it in her cart. And then, of course, someone has to help her take it out to her car after she's paid. She went on to tell me that she even had a guy spend 20 minutes helping her select paint for her home. When she asked the guy if he worked there, he said no, and then he just gave her a wink. Oh my gosh, guys, just imagine the possibilities of showing off your skills at Home Depot. One of the other tips I have to tell you is go when it's less busy. Now, I started going to Home Depot on a Saturday night because it was less busy and I could always find someone there to answer my home repair questions. I mean, I seriously had a legitimate reason for going to the hardware store. Saturday nights are leisurely, but if you look down the aisles, you'll notice there's a lot of muscular guys pretending to be checking out the power tools. You know, they pick them up, put them down, look for something else, look around to see if anybody's looking at them. And then the women who are there are generally capable working women who know what they're doing or are willing to strive up a conversation to get help. It's the perfect setup. And honestly, one night, you know, I had another friend say, Kathy, we're going to go check Home Depot out because I heard what you said about all of this and I have to go check it out for myself. So let's go. So we went and we looked down the power tools aisle and sure enough, There is this fabulous looking guy, long hair, muscular, as broad as could be. And I swear, he looked just like Fabio. And you could see my friend kind of sneaking up and sneaking around, trying to get pictures of him because she had to tell other people that, oh my gosh, it's really true. So if you don't believe that hardware stores are the happening place, I once confessed to a date that Home Depot was the new hangout. So after dinner, he said, come on. You're taking me to Home Depot so I can see the action. 
So we went, <laughs> we sat on our love seat in the patio section together, and not more than two minutes after sitting down, a guy walks by and gives my date a big thumbs up, as if to say, yeah, you got this. So if you're looking for a little fun, excitement, and a totally different way of having some personal development, and whether you're dating or you're in the dating market or not, I encourage you to go look at life through a different lens and go check out Home Depot. Train yourself to start looking at things from a different angle. There's really a lot more going on than you may realize, and you'll be surprised what you find. So your homework assignment, go visit the nearest hardware store on a Saturday night. It has to be a Saturday night. Uh, I've tried things on a Friday night. It doesn't work. It's not the same. So go there on a Saturday night, make notes, and report back on your mission. And one last thought, finding focus after 50 is really about having fun and living a life that lights you up. When I traded in my SUV for a sports car, I had someone ask me, are you having a midlife crisis, cat?" And I said, well, I'm in midlife, but I'm not having a crisis. I'm having a celebration. So again, have fun. I'm cheering for you, and I'll catch you on the next podcast. In the meantime, for more information and inspiration, you can visit my website and blog at KathleenDavenport.com. Hugs and aloha, and have a great week. Aloha, and thanks for listening to this podcast episode of Finding Focus After 50. If you enjoyed what you heard and maybe found some golden nuggets of information, I hope you'll share this with a friend. If you haven't already, subscribe, rate, and review it on your favorite podcast player. If you have questions or comments for me, or would like to recommend any topic ideas or even a guest, you can reach me through my website at KathleenDavenport.com. Thanks for listening and sharing a cup of coffee with me. Hugs and aloha.